Welcome to episode 10 of Adulting 101 The Pod. This episode is part two of the Understanding Your Fitness Journey series. Our expert, Jason Lane, takes a deep dive into men's fitness, providing valuable insights and practical guidance on how men can take charge of their fitness journey. Hello everyone, welcome to part two of Understanding Your Fitness Journey. I know I promised that we would be exploring the world of fitness from the male perspective, and today we are doing just that. Our expert guest, Jason Lane, is a fitness enthusiast, ISSA sports nutrition specialist, and American College of Sports and Medicine certified personal trainer. He's here to give us valuable insights from his experience. Jason, welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. For as long as I know you, you have been connected to fitness in some way, and you continue to sharpen your skills for the benefit of others. Through your social media alone, I have seen an increase in content geared towards motivating others to be intentional about their fitness journey, and of course, just basic education about fitness. So I have to give you your accolades. But how did we get here? Let's talk a little bit about you and your own fitness journey. I I think... um... I would have to start all the way back as being a a child. Um, I was always into sports, um, always outside running around. I had to always be doing something. And as I got older, that didn't change. I I continued doing sports, but it's only when I moved to Antigua and got into secondary school that I really started to, uh, I would say, take it more seriously in terms of the fitness aspect. Uh, I used to make my mom buy me magazines from from the gas station, and I'd follow those routines. In that setting, it was more of um, you know bodybuilding routines. Uh, I was really skinny, and I wanted to to put on some size. I, I at that point I wanted to be a bodybuilder. Um, so I'd follow those routines. I started going to the gym, and I ended up going to university. And I always tell people when I was in university. I used to schedule my classes around when I wanted to go to the gym. Um, (laughs) I took it to that extreme. Um, So I remember, you know, being into basketball, football, and weightlifting at at university. And, you know, I I never really believed in, in signs of you should be doing a certain thing. Um, But I remember coming in from football practice one day and one of the guys that always used to see me at the gym, he was working at the front desk and he said, Jay, you know, we have a personal training certification that's coming up. Um, It's going to be over the weekend and I really think you should do it. And at that time, I don't think that I was mature enough to to say, just give up the weekend and and do this thing. So I, I didn't do it. Fast forward now to finishing university, uh, moving back to Barbados, to Antigua at the time with my bachelor's in psychology. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back to school right away or wait a few years. So I ended up getting a job in a bank. And fast forward maybe a year and a half, I came to a decision that that was no longer going to work for me. Um, the nine to five just was not, um, and in that in that setting, it just wasn't um, what I wanted to do. And I called my dad and I said, you know, I can't do this anymore. And he said, well, 
I respect your decision, but here's what's going to happen. You're going to get six months to figure something out, or you're going to have to come back here to Barbados. I didn't figure it out, came back to Barbados, and in that time, I joined the gym. And, and here's this cert at the same gym that I was a member of, staring me in the face again, and I just said, you know, this time I'm going to do it. So there are three signs that I should have been on this path, and it just took me, you know, a while to get there. So, you know, fast forward another 13 years, and I'm still here at the, at the same gym, Surfside. And um, in the last two or three years, I've just been trying to focus on my personal brand within the Surfside brand. And that's why you've seen an increase in my, you know, posting and, and um, education on and social media. And, you know, two of the things that I took away was, well, first of all, Back in the day, we had magazines, right? But now everybody has digital content. So nobody's like, oh, you know, my parents bought me a magazine. And I'm just like, why are you attacking us just because you have Instagram and TikTok? Anyway, so that's that's one. And then two, your passion obviously was, you know, it, it's interesting to me because you said something like, you don't always have to be one thing. You don't only have to be one thing. So I always encourage people to take their passion seriously because you never really know where it's going to go. So you always had a passion for fitness. You wanted to be a bodybuilder, um, but, you know, of course, did your studies, which is fine. And now full circle coming back to the thing that you wanted to do in the first place that gave you joy, you know, as an outlet for you has really now become basically your professional career and you're excelling at it. So that's an awesome lesson as well. Now, we want to dive deep into the benefits of getting fit and getting started on your fitness journey. Of course, you have, you know, realized a lot of benefits, but I want our community to understand, and especially our men, to know that they need to get moving, but why? So let's talk about the benefits of physical exercise. Easy question, right? Somewhat easy. Uh, I think for most men, they tend to start their fitness journey well, younger men, I should say, I, I want to say anywhere between the age of 20 to, let's say, 28, start their fitness journey for more of a aesthetic reason. They want to, to look good. They want to have six packs. And it's more about lifting heavy weights and, I guess, to a lesser extent, imp impressing the girls. Uh, as you start to, to age, there are certain things that, creep up and exercise for men still has several benefits in terms of reducing stress and anxiety for those in the in the corporate world or people who have jobs it improves your mood again going back to to younger men it boosts their self-esteem um and i think for more of a, a performance standpoint it promotes better sleep and recovery and i want to say towards the end of that you get uh it helps to manage depression so there are a lot of um men nowadays who are suffering from depression and exercise is an outlet for them um i, I can even speak for myself i went through you know a couple of rough years uh, in my younger years and exercise was an outlet for me. Um, so I think that those are some of the, the benefits that, that you will see from exercise. 
um, obviously lowering your blood pressure. Uh, I tend to see more men anywhere from the age of, I want to say, 34 to 50 who may have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, slightly overweight. So that's the type of population that I may see right now. Definitely better, more exercise, more frequently will will help to mitigate some of those um, NCD, early NCD uh, type of You know, the benefits that you listed a while ago, I can't, I think, you know, I can't even count them on, on two hands because it's, it's so, there's so many uh, and it's undeniable. One of the things you spoke about was depression and mental health. And uh, our, in our first episode, our part one, Ambassador Kimberly Percival touched on that too. Um, mental health, of course, is is one of those things that I definitely want to promote and help us to understand that a coping mechanism can is definitely, without a doubt, two of our experts has said now and confirmed that, you know, getting fit, fitness, incorporating some sort of exercise uh, can definitely get you through those difficult times. And then you listed a whole other host of things just with, with regard to general health. And we know that body image is important. We all want to look good, but we also want to feel good on the inside. So I think that's awesome to at least color our conversation with knowing that there's so many benefits to to exercise itself, particularly for men, and finding the time to do it is important. Now, when we look, when, when I look, and you can let me know if I'm correct or not, because I'm no expert at exercise itself, I kind of categorize it into cardio and strength training. Um, I want to talk a little bit about strength training, muscle building. How can strength training and mus- how can strength training particularly help you along your fitness journey? Uh, there, there are a few... I'll, I'll list them in five points um, that I've broken down. So we get an increase in muscle mass based on our strength training. Uh, increase in muscle mass helps to obviously, like I said, boost self-esteem and appearance, but it helps us to boost our or improve our metabolism. And then we get into that, that thing of, of energy balance and body fat. So, as we age, if you are sedentary, as we call it, uh, where you have a lifestyle where you're not exercising, you tend to gain some excess body fat. And that leads to other, uh, it's a precursor to other things. Um, you know, like I said before, increased blood pressure, uh, higher cholesterol, and you know, increases your risk of, of chronic diseases like diabetes and, um, and whatnot. So strength training in conjunction with cardio helps to mitigate those things. Um, it also helps reduce your risk of, of injury, keeping, keeping your tendons and ligaments strong. And um, definitely for women and men, as well, it helps to increase bone density as we age. So it lowers the risk of osteoporosis. Um, so I think I look at strength training or weight training in that sense. Now, cardio, I think nowadays in the fitness industry, there's a, there's a big, I don't want to say debate, but people feel like you need to do a lot of cardio to lose weight and that's not necessarily the case uh 
that goes back to the energy balance that I spoke about before, where you know you need to be taking in more calories than you're burning, and you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Um, I won't get into to the other ways that you can do that, but people look at cardio in that sense. Um, there's a benefit there, but cardio I look at more in terms of increasing your heart health, um, helping your heart to beat more efficiently. Um, cardio also helps improve your energy levels and the way that your body uses oxygen. And then to, I would say more towards the end, it helps with the fat loss and weight management. So if you're in a calorie deficit, it helps you to burn more calories to stay in that deficit. There, there are different aspects of cardio. It doesn't have to be the most intense all the time. Uh, ACSM recommends that you know 30 minutes of moderate to high intensity two or three times a week can aid in mitigating some of those things that I spoke about. So there, there's, there's two aspects of, of weight training and, and cardio. We need to find a, a healthy balance so that we're not taxing ourselves unnecessarily. So we need recovery is, is, a, is a big um, factor in, in our ability to continue to exercise. Um, I know we like to see, we see a lot of people on, on Instagram and, um, and Twitter, you know, really high intensity exercise, but they're, maybe they're just showing a snippet of, of the routine. Um, and I think what we can benefit from is seeing the days where you don't feel your greatest and maybe you need a rest day. Uh, so you, it, it just depends on, on how you, you split up your week in terms of how, how you train. And if you're training for more performance, you know, recovery becomes even more important. So we want to have a healthy balance, of course, but we don't want to leave out either aspect during our fitness routine. We need cardio, we need strength training. So we want to, when we're doing our research, when we're tailoring our fitness routines, when we're speaking to our coaches, I'm sure if we have trainers, they would probably encourage us to do a little bit of both. You spoke about something, and even though we're probably not going to get really deep into it, I want to talk about nutrition and incorporate it. You said a word there or a term, calorie deficit. What does that mean? And then we can talk about nutrition and how important our food is along our fitness journey. Calorie deficit is if I consume 1,500 calories in a day, I'm burning 15 calorie, 100 calories or more through exercise um, and my daily activities. So if I have a client who wants to lose, let's say they want to lose 10 pounds, I will say to them, all right, well, here at, at Surfside, we do a resting metabolic rate test, and that gives us your your calories that you would burn on a, on a typical day at rest. And I would then subtract anywhere from 350 to 500 calories from that number. And that would, from ACSM, say that you should, be, you should be losing one to two pounds per week. That's healthy weight loss. So, you know, a lot of people get wrapped up in, all right, well, I've been on this diet for three weeks and I only lost uh, three pounds or five pounds and they feel very distraught. 
well, that's healthy weight loss. Um, and I think that's something that, that also is, 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 is not spoken about in terms of, of clients. It's, it's, it's our job to educate them on what healthy weight loss is. And some, some people may lose more based on their previous lifestyle. So if they're sedentary, like I said, they weren't doing anything. Initially, you, you may lose a little bit more weight. Some of that might be water weight initially. But, you know, healthy weight loss is one to two pounds. Right. So if we have three weeks before crop over or carnival, you know, you're not going to shed 20 pounds to, you know, realistically fit into probably the ideal costume that you want. And you really shouldn't aim to either because, you know, you don't want exactly. to put your body under that kind of stress. Now, let's speak about men generally, you know, on the go you know, young professional doing a lot. How do I know how to count my calories or what, you know, how, how much calories I am taking in? Is there a simple way to understand this? I generally, and I know some people might think that it's, um, it's a little tedious, but I am an advocate for, at least in the short term, weighing and measuring your food. So there's several apps, uh, MyFitnessPal, um, I use one called Chronometer, where you measure everything that you're, you're going to um, consume. You put that, those, those numbers into the app, it spits out um, the, the calories. It tells you how many grams of carbs, proteins, and fat that you've taken in and, and uh, gives you a visual representation of everything that you are putting into your body. You can then, you can then, um, I think Apple and all these, you know, fitness trackers allow you to also put in or tie into that app and show you how many calories you burn through exercise. And that's a simple way of seeing what you're doing. Uh, if you if you're just you know weighing and measuring, uh, let's say you're using a measuring cup to measure rice, you know you want to make sure that you're you're using it a consistent measure throughout the process, and you're doing the same thing over and over. So if you're going to use a measuring cup, um, you're not just pressing that measuring cup into you know this the rice and smushing it down because. Today you may may be getting more calories from that rice. Tomorrow you might have a loose a loose one where you you know leveled off the top, which is what you're supposed to do. That's less calories. So you wanna you wanna be consistent with what you're doing, and it takes the guesswork out of everything. I know for some people it may seem tedious, but I think that's the best way at least when you're starting out to hold yourself accountable and and see exactly what you're what you're taking into your body cuz cuz it's really based on on the numbers I wanted to zone in on nutrition specifically and of course for men because you know I mean I don't have the scientific data to back it up but I can speak objectively and say when you're comparing men and women Men seem to be on the go. I forget to eat breakfast. I don't even know what I'm eating for lunch. I'm just kind of winging it and I'm just trying to figure it out. Let's speak about nutrition specifically, how men should probably be eating generally and how important it is as well to their fitness journey. 
so so for men most most men are in the gym to to gain muscle and you know carbs and protein are are the main source of of nutrition that they're they're taking it um i won't get into to the difference between uh let's say brown rice and white rice sweet potato and and, and white potato but uh you want anywhere for in terms of carbs you want uh two to three grams of carbs uh per kilogram of body weight and anywhere from 0.8 to 1.2 um grams of protein per kilogram of body weight uh so you know when you walk into to most gyms nowadays you see men walking around with their shaker bottles and as soon as they finish working out they have to to drop a scoop of protein in in um in a bottle and and, and get it in to to um stay in that what they call anabolic window <laughs> um but really and truly for men it 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 just really depends on what your goal is if it's weight loss if it is um muscle gain um consistency is key again um you want to be consuming more whole foods rather than you know what tends to happen is when I, I i think i i used to do this when i was a lot younger and i wasn't educated on it i would just eat whatever came to hand so if it was fast food if it was you know junk a calorie was a calorie to me back then and i i i just was consuming everything um definitely you know um sweet potato let's say salmon and and um broccoli are going to have a lower fat content than let's say a big mac and fries and then if it is that you're trying to i guess lose lose some pounds or shed some weight making sure that you actually do maintain a pretty consistent you know you're feeding you're feeding yourself and not really just taking food out of your diet completely i would assume exactly uh you there 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 are other ways of 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 getting into a calorie deficit i find that even for for men um as well as women when they say i right, oh i want to lose weight they automatically go to this um not eating any carbs i'm going to only yeah. eat you know salad and protein or i'm only going to eat you know broccoli or i'm going to lick and, off of water like i'm not going to exactly eat you know i'm and, done um, those things um vegetables are carbs <laughs> so you are still consuming <laughs> carbs um so i i would say it's more of again figuring out exactly how many calories you need to consume to achieve that 1 to 2 um pound weight loss or that or that deficit and tailoring your 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 nutrition to that it may be that you may need to conservatively decrease the amount of of carbs that you're taking in it may be that you need to decrease the amount of fat that you're taking in um you also don't want to be in a in a predicament where you are consuming less and 
doing three times more than you need to do in terms of exercise. That's only going to be successful for for a short period of time. Um, exercise tends to increase your your cortisol, so cortisol is a is a stress hormone, um, and that cortisol can also result in you know, especially in men as we age, increased cortisol, increased body fat, and and whatnot. So even if it is that you're you're exercising, um, if you're ex- ex- exercising uh, to an extreme amount, you you are also increasing your cortisol. So it really uh, you don't you really don't want that. Um, so I say you know start conservatively with that three hundred and fifty to five hundred um, calorie deficit. There's other ways of doing it. Um, intermittent fasting is a big craze nowadays. So you are fasting for an, for 16 hours and um, consuming those calories that you would need to for eight hours. So you have a window with which you need to feed and a window with which you need I to I hope fast. our men are listening and taking tips and taking notes. What I wanted to talk about as well, because you know our community is filled with young professionals. We're on the go. You know, we're working a nine to five. We're trying to, you know, do something for ourselves on the weekend. And the issue that is reoccurring that everybody talks about is balance. How am I supposed to incorporate fitness into my into my lifestyle? And how am I actually supposed to balance it when I don't have the time to do to do many things? Um, can we talk about balancing fitness and lifestyle, maybe from your own experience, maybe even from your actual clients as well? How do they do it? What is what have you observed? So I think I think what tends to happen is we become comfortable with our lives a certain way. It really boils down to, and, and recently I've started to talk to a lot of my clients about it, is their mindset, their willingness to change. So anything that is not a part of your identity, you tend to run away from, especially with, with, with exercise. You know, there's a physical aspect. It's hard. There's the mental aspect of where do I find time? I have to do a certain amount of hours at work and whatnot. But I think we make excuses sometimes when we do have time. We we just need to figure out where we're going to fit it in. So for, for some of my clients, it is that they come in in the morning before work. Um, like I said, exercise gives you that that endorphin release, that dopamine release, you feel good, you have more energy, so you're able to go to work and, and be productive. Some people don't like to get up in the morning, so they might come in, in, in their lunch hour or in after work, you know. So I find that what tends to happen if you're coming after work, you've had a long day, you know, you you had an argument with Debbie from Human Resources and you're thinking, hey, I, I just want to go home, but you come to the gym, you have an energizing workout, and you go home and you feel you feel a lot better. I think I think what what you really need to think about though is, for some people, and I know for myself personally, when I have too intense of a workout in the afternoon, I have trouble sleeping. 
um, because of those same um, hormones that I, I referenced earlier, um, those feel-good hormones that get released through exercise, um, sometimes you have, have problems sleeping. So you, you just have to figure out what works for you. But it really boils down to, to your mindset and that goal that you have in mind that you want to achieve. Uh, when you are at university and you're pursuing a degree, there's an end goal and you know exactly what you have to do to get to that goal. And if it means that you have to stay up all night to study for an exam or get something done, you do it. Um, you know, because that's important to you, that's important to your family. Um, so I think exercise, you just have to figure it out and, and where it can fit in your day. Uh, I will say, though, that it doesn't have to be an hour, an hour and a half every day. Uh, most of the personal training sessions that I do are 30 minutes, and people are, are amazed at how much we can achieve in 30 minutes. So, you know, it, in a whole day, you must be able to, and I, I don't count the, the travel time to the gym, uh, et cetera, but that 30 minutes can fit into your day at some point, and it really boils down to your, your mindset, your willingness to change. Do you have the support of, you know, a husband, a wife, um, your co-workers that you can buddy up with to keep you accountable and say, hey, you know, let's not go out tonight and, and drink. Let's get up early and go to, go to the gym tomorrow. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have fun, but there's always a space for it. Um, it's just that, that we make excuses now, I know that some, sometimes people or men perhaps are intimidated about going along their journey because they don't know if they should seek professional guidance or if they should kind of just start off, you know, on their own. To round off our conversation, you know, how important is it to seek professional guidance when you're along your fitness journey? Um, and is it okay to start off perhaps on your own and then perhaps segue into seeking a trainer, getting a coach? Let's talk about that. I think, uh, I, well, even for me, I when I first started out, I would follow routines from magazines. I, I think what men rely on is is a lot of, of bro science, I call it. Um, you know, following bodybuilding routines, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but when you start to get into the nitty gritty of, of technique and more advanced movements, uh, you know, maybe your fat loss journey, um, that's where personal training and tailoring things specifically for your needs rather than just following, following a one size fits all approach, which, uh, which I find, you know, the bro science kind of um, takes. So personal training, people may see it as um, something that they don't need, but personal trainers keep you accountable. One, that's in terms of, you know, you are less likely 
to not make the gym if you know that someone's there waiting for you specifically you've made an appointment with this person you've you've done your assessment you've done your nutrition consult you've taken those steps and you know hey jason is waiting on you at 5 30 this can't afternoon can i let jason down. right um also in terms of keeping you motivated pushing you where you know today you don't really feel like it but you have and um you know there are different personality types in terms of you know, personal training as well um but some people need that drill sergeant um some people need that you know a calm influence that will say hey you know look at things from more of a, a analytical uh area and i think what I've experienced a lot more recently uh, coming off, off of COVID is that bonding experience that people have where they have someone to talk to. You almost feel like you are uh, a therapist. A therapist in a sense, yeah. In terms, <laughs> ex- exactly. But of course, if it is that for some reason your resources are strained and you can't afford a, a personal trainer, I would say don't use it as a deterrent not to get started and start moving. At least start doing something on your own. But if it is that you really want to set yourself up for success in the future when you do have the resources and you you know you can squeeze it into your budget an investment into yourself with some sort of personalized uh fitness routine from a from an actual personal trainer i think definitely is is beneficial i think that um people just see personal training as a one-on-one type type endeavor i handle groups of of, you know like-minded friends who have similar goals it it drops the cost overall costs if you if you do a small group it also adds that community aspect as well because you feel like you're doing it together at the end of the day what it really boils down to is if you don't know what to do do something just start doing something if it is that you're going to walk if it is that you're going to come in and do a spin class i wouldn't say if you are sedentary you should go and start trying to play basketball because that or or you know football or those kind of things because that that opens you up to to injury because those muscles and tendons aren't used to that force and that load so you may be opening as you age obviously you know you're opening yourself up to to other you know injuries that may may occur, occur because you're not um used to that stimulus. Now, since we just spoke about professional guidance, it is only right that we end this conversation by speaking about the awesome services that you offer as a personal coach, nutritional coach, and all the wonderful things that you are. I'm going to let you take it away and talk about some of the things that you offer to the public. So I'll start with that handle. It's I am trainer underscore Jace on Instagram. Uh, that's the main platform that I use uh, to get information out. I am a personal trainer and nutrition coach, as well as a Group X instructor here at the Surfside Wellness Center in Barbados. I've been here for over 13 years, and I mainly um, do a lot of individual training and small group training. Uh, Right now, I'm working on 
getting some some information out to start along those lines like i spoke earlier about earlier of the small group personal training and finding people who are like-minded and have similar goals that they want to achieve it helps to to drop the cost and um i think coming on we still have time for you know carnival and, and crop over we're what we're what uh, six weeks away six weeks you can make a dent in in that goal and uh, we can continue on with that also here at the surfside wellness center where we're launching our six week fat loss program that is a program that has been very successful here and you get nutrition a nutrition plan you get your body fat testing and that rmr that i spoke about to to give you your your um exact caloric needs and you get three personal training sessions per week um i think that's a great value for all of those things um again if you want further information on that you can reach out to me on that instagram handle uh i am trainer jace at um, Instagram and you know I, I I thank you for this opportunity because I think a lot of us are afraid of putting ourselves out to the world but I think a lot of people can benefit from the information that that we have um, that we, we kind of hold on and, and feel that we are not I don't want to say, you know, there's this big thing about imposter syndrome. Um, I think for a long time, I shied away from giving information. Maybe that I, you know, it's more of a personal growth and a mindset that I have changed recently. And I think we need to really embrace change and the fact that even if it is a small bit of information, that somebody can benefit from something in terms of motivation, technique, nutrition, we should, we should share that. And um, it only makes all of us, all of us better. And I was going to say, of course, yes, you are based in Barbados, but if you want tips, updates, or any kind of educational information, definitely please follow the handle because the content is very frequent and it's, it's, it's very valuable. So I have to commend you, Jason, as well for your journey. And yes, imposter syndrome is a thing, but I feel like if you have a talent, if you have something that can benefit at least one person, or if it's an outlet, even for your own creativity, I always encourage people, including myself, uh, to kind of just go forth and conquer. So thank you so much, Jason, for all of the insight that you gave us today. I know that our community of men are, are going to breathe a sigh of relief because finally they have been included. And of course, they're going to, I hope that they take away uh, a lot of the valuable things that you said today. And we kind of just want to move towards being the better version of ourselves. And I think that fitness is a huge part of that. So everyone, that was the end of this episode and the series on understanding your fitness journey. We'll see you on the next episode of Adulting 101, the pod.